So here we are, and and I've got a brand new person to talk to. I've never met David Grunfeld before, um, but I was put in touch with David through uh, Dave Goodenough. Um, geez, there's enough Davids in the world, aren't there? Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh, so I thought it'd be great to have a chat uh, to uh, to David, um, not only about himself and how he got to be the marketing manager of the. LA Giltness, but um, can I just start off, David, by saying where did the name LA Giltness come from? You know, uh, first of all, thank you for having me, uh, David. It's wonderful to be here, and you're right. We've got enough Davids here to fill up a fill up fill up a whole rugby team potentially. We're we're on our way. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, that, that's that's a great first question, and it's not uh, not not uh, that uncommon for that to be the first question about our team. So. Our, uh, our owner of our team is a, a gentleman named Adam Gilchrist, who uh, is from Australia. He owns the CrossFit franchise of gyms called F45, for anyone who, who might be familiar uh, yeah. with yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I know about F45. Fantastic uh, business, which is growing right around the world. But just for, for our viewers, I'll hasten to add that it's not the same Adam Gilchrist, who is one of the former great cricket players and now commentator for Australian cricket. <laughs> and, you know, when, when I first uh, was hired, uh, David, and I started doing some research on the team, the first thing I did was Google Adam Gilchrist, and I read up on this incredibly accomplished cricketer who, who's done all these incredible things uh, post his career, and then I was informed, uh, like you just said, that it was a different Adam Gilchrist that I'd be working for. <laughs> Uh, but, but as you mentioned, yeah, the F45 gyms are, are really expanding and fantastic. But in addition to uh, owning that gym franchise, uh, he also owns an alcohol company that, that makes a martini-like drink called the Giltini, uh, which is where our team name originated from. So we are the Los Angeles Giltinis, uh, which is a, as we like to uh, say, and you can tell by my, my shirt today, we're, we're blue and pink and we're named after a drink. That's our, that, that's differently here in Los Angeles. But uh, you know, we've really uh, decided to, to really lean into the name and, and really kind of, uh, rather than feeling like we need to explain it or, or, or fight it. Uh, we really have kind of folded it into part of our team culture and part of, part of what we, we like to bring to our fan experience, which is a lot of fun uh, both for experienced rugby fans and newbies. Uh, and it all kind of starts with the name. So that, 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 that's, no, cool I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think right it's on. absolutely brilliant because it's a major point of difference. You know, totally. you've got a, absolutely. you've got a whole story to be able to tell. Uh, and you know, you should get an awful lot of buy-in before we get a little, a little bit further down the road with the mm -hmm. Giltinis, uh, just a little bit about yourself, David, where'd you come from you yeah. know, and uh, how'd you get this job? Yeah, sure. So I'm, uh, as you can tell from my my aggressive accent, I, I am an American, uh, you know, born and raised here here in Los Angeles. Actually, I'm, a, I'm an L.A. local uh, and I actually come from a from an acting and a hosting background, uh, being on camera, uh, did a number of movies and TV shows starting out, uh, which led me into some hosting work uh, on camera hosting work. And through that, did some work with the NFL, National Football League here here in the States, which, uh, you know, for those who are not from the U.S., 
you know, American football is really kind of the, the number one sport here for folks. And that kind of opened my eyes up to uh, other opportunities that were out there. And it, it kind of indirectly uh, led me to rugby. I, I had a, a connection, a family friend of mine who I knew who was working for the team and um, basically said, how can I get involved in this? You know, I, I watched a couple of rugby matches and uh, talked to some folks involved in rugby and uh, had a pretty good idea of, of how special and unique this community was going to be. Uh, so I kind of did uh, anything I could uh, by, by hook and by crook to uh, to find my way onto the team. I, I kind of just showed up to the first game and, and said, how can I help? You know, where, 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 do you, where do you need me to fit in? And so I found my way uh, into the role of ticketing manager uh, and was lucky enough to uh, oversee and head up the ticketing efforts in our inaugural championship season, which was uh, incredibly fun and incredibly uh, overwhelming at times, but but also, uh, you know, uh, kind of an indescribable experience. So, uh, through, so through you've, ticket- you've got a great, you've got, sorry to cut in, but you've got a great story no, yeah. there for anybody, any young person who might catch this podcast, it, it is, you know, don't wait for an advertisement or, or anything like that. Just go knocking on doors and say, I'm really, really passionate about this and I want to work with you guys. And, you know, I don't care where I start, but just, you know, I'm, I'm, and so that's a really terrific um, uh, example, I think, for young people as to, you know, chase your dream, go get it. I mean, that's a typical American (laughs) attitude, isn't it as well? (laughs) That's right. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. No, but but I I think, uh, I think you hit it, you hit it right there, which is, you know, what I've learned so far, uh, there's no perfect role, right? There's no perfect situation that is going to uh, come across while you're sitting on the couch waiting for it, right? So take, taking what's there or like you just said, saying, where can I help out? Uh, getting your foot in the door, I think is, is absolutely essential with whatever you want to do. And especially working in sport, I think you, it's that energy and that kind of, uh, even if, I would even say it's a personality trait of just looking for every opportunity that you can find and chasing it rather than letting things come to you. You're right. Is 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 spot on, and, and I've been incredibly fortunate um, with with that kind of work that I put in, paying off, and, and having the opportunity now to move from ticketing uh, into a little bit more of uh, marketing, revenue generation, just a little bit more of an expansive role where I have a little bit more uh, my hand in a little bit more pots, as it were, uh, with the team. Sure. So, so, so you've actually you're a real cool brand, LA Guiltiness. You know, there's a huge story that you can tell behind that obviously but to offset that mm. you play in a hugely iconic stadium that's right so please please tell the listeners and the viewers yeah about that. no it, it's a great point so for, for those who are who are unaware we do play our home games at the los angeles memorial coliseum which will be celebrating its 100th anniversary next season Uh, It has been the host to two, soon to be three Olympic games that have been played in Los Angeles. It's the home of USC American football, which has been a one of the greatest uh, collegiate football programs in in history. And it's really just a building that is just um, just drenched in history and and legacy, really. Um, And for us as as a growing rugby team for a sport that is still really brand new to a lot of American people, it's, it's one of the biggest assets that we have for our team, I think, because we're able to say, talk to non-rugby fans or talk to people who are just getting a sense of the game. And when they ask where we play our games, when the answer is we play at the Coliseum, it's an immediate legitimizer. It's an immediate thing in people's minds that goes, this is, this is a real league. This is a real sport that has real traction in this country and is starting to build. And for us and our players, especially, I mean, we have, as you know, a very healthy Australian contingent 
uh, on our yeah. team, the likes of, you know, Matt Gado and Adam Ashley Cooper now, now coaching for us. You know, we talk to those guys and, and they talk about the, the ground that we play on and it's unlike anything that they've played on, you know, and they, they played for yeah. the Maltese and they, you know, they've played all over the world. So we, we consider ourselves incredibly lucky um, to play there. It, it also presents, you know, an opportunity that other teams in our league don't have yet, you know, just because of the markets that they're in, they're in smaller cities or they're in places where, you know, event spaces like the Coliseum don't exist. So we consider ourselves incredibly lucky to be in one of really the premier venues in the country, if not the world and a place where we can have our fans come and feel like they're, they're at home, you know, every time they come. Yeah. To and, it's, and it's and not going to get pulled down soon because I'm sure it must be, uh, must be covered by some sort of uh, oh, yeah. know, no, it's, regulation. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's official, but if it's not official, it certainly is close to being kind of like a, almost like a landmark in Los Angeles, yeah. you know, like, yeah, sure. maybe like a government protected, uh, you know, type yeah. of landmark because it really is just so iconic in the city. So what sort of crowds do you get? Yeah. So we, uh, for when we won the MLR championship last season, we played our home game at the Coliseum and we set the league record for attendance, just, just shy of 8,000 people uh, into the Coliseum for our championship. Right now we're averaging anywhere between three and 5,000 people for our home games. Um, and again, around the league that kind of uh, fluctuates depending on the market that, that folks are in. But okay. uh, the, the, the exciting thing about us is that from our first game, where we were allowed to have fans in the stands because obviously we started during COVID. COVID. But once we started getting fans in the stands, we've seen a growth in our attendance numbers every single game that we've played in Los Angeles, which is really, really encouraging and really exciting for us that we're continuing to build and get bigger. Okay. So um, you've just admitted that you weren't, didn't know much about rugby. And um, you, if you're, if you're like me, you still don't know much about rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's actually quite a difficult game to understand. And, and I'm just wondering how you guys deal with that, with the, you know, with the American crowd brought up on American football, which in itself is quite complicated unless Absolutely. you know it. I mean, it's simple. You know, there's, you know, you've got the downs, you've got to get 10 metres, 10 yards and all that sort of stuff. But, but, you know, rugby is a different kettle of fish. It is. No, it absolutely is. And, I, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think that that's one of, if not – our biggest challenge, you know, as, as a growing, excuse me, a growing rugby franchise here in the States, um, a huge part, the two huge things, well, let me back up the three huge things that we really want to focus on as we're kind of getting out into the American audience. One is just awareness, right. And knowing that rugby professional rugby is here in the United States. If you live in Southern California, there's a professional team that you can come watch for pennies on the dollar compared to some of the other entertainment options here in Los Angeles. The third thing is how fun the game is, because what I found as, like you said, a rugby newbie, someone who really came into this not knowing much about the sport or community, is how social of a game rugby is and, and how incredible that vibe is when we finish playing a professional match at the LA Coliseum and the opposing team is coming into our changing room after the game and having a beer with our guys. And then everybody is going out to the pub after the game and celebrating together. And it there, there's a level of inclusivity and community around rugby that doesn't exist in other American sports. So A, that's one thing that we're talking to American fans about is you don't need to know the rules right away. You can come out and learn this game by being at the game and talking to rugby fans and picking it up pretty quickly. Um, you know, the, sorry, just to cut in there. Yeah. And the other great thing is that this is an international game. Okay. It, you know, it is a bit of a niche sport, but, but it is an international game and you can go anywhere in the world and you can find a rugby club, walk into the rugby club, 
and you're immediately among friends. I mean, exactly. it's fantastic. It's, and it's unlike, like I said a second ago, it's, you know, coming from America, being from here and playing, you know, I was an American football player. I was a baseball player growing up. That kind of atmosphere is not exist all the way from youth American sports to the professional ranks. It doesn't have what rugby has. It doesn't have this very unique kind of site. For example, at the Coliseum after our games, we invite all of our fans down onto the pitch after the game to come talk to players, to get an autograph, to get a picture, to talk, you know, just, just to have that experience. The fans that we talk to about that, they're blown away because at an American sporting event, that's unheard of that you would ever get to do something like that, you know, after watching the best athletes in the country compete. So that's incredible. But the other, the other side to this, which is, you know, a part of everything that we do is, is the education component, which is kind of what you're talking about, because it, it is not necessarily an intuitive game if you've never seen it before. So what we're really leaning into is using American football, using a sport that a lot of people here in this country really understand, taking the rugby elements from American football that we can draw from, highlighting those, taking soccer, what we call soccer here in the United States, what oh, yeah. most people yeah. call football, taking those elements that exist in rugby, pulling those out, finding places where we can highlight the similarities between American football, soccer, and rugby. So that people just have a framework of understanding. So when they come to a game or they flip it on TV and they watch, they have at least an idea of what's going on. And then a part of our broadcast, a part of our in-game presentation is educating our fans. We're doing something really kind of cutting edge right now. We have augmented reality at our home games. We just launched this for our first home, uh, home opener last weekend. So fans in our stadium can sit in their seat, there's a big QR code on the Jumbotron that they can scan on their phone and then they can look through their phone and pan around the Coliseum and see little digital activations pop up. Things like, what are the rules of rugby? So you can click on an activation on your phone and you've got the basic, here's what a scrum means. Here's what a mall yeah. means. Here's what a line out is. We have content of our players doing demos of, you know, hey, here's what a referee call looks like. This is what a knock-on means. Here's so, Mike, you guys, you, guys are, you guys are at the cutting edge. You know, you've got a great brand. You've got a great look. You play in a great stadium. Now you're embracing technology like perhaps nobody else. And that's, that's yeah. like the typical American way, if, if you don't mind me saying so, yeah. um, because, because that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, and the interesting uh, comparison with soccer football, which I've had a great deal of, you know, love for ever since before I was born, I was a Tottenham supporter, but, okay. um, uh, you know, it, it, the, the similarities are there because when soccer first went to America, it was picked up by the soccer moms quite quickly because it was seen as a safer game and, yep. you know. And rugby's sort of at that same point now in America, right? Everybody keeps saying it's a sleeping giant, but it's going to take a long time to actually get get this game out there. But the 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 interesting thing for me is it is still a game. It might not be a game for uh, for everyone, but it is a game for anyone. So yes. when I say that, I'm talking about the fact that it's a game for all shapes and sizes, right? It's a game for men and women, girls and boys. You know, it's it's a game that uh, you know where where anybody can just go along and and give it a go, uh, and and you don't have to be, you know, built like a like a like a linebacker unless you're Jonah Lomu. <laughs> of course, you've most likely heard of him since you've taken up rugby. But but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it is it, it, there is a great message for everybody. Listen. Absolutely. You know, by comparison with these other sports, this is for everybody. If you're tall, you can come and play. Absolutely. And, and, you know, another big 
component to that on our side as a team is, you know, compared to in our first season uh, before the start of this season, you know, we started at our official community and youth development department with, with a nonprofit called Rugby LA. And their primary focus is getting into as many schools, as many youth programs, as many parks, as many places as possible where kids are playing sports or, or, or activating in any kind of way teaching teachers how to coach rugby, teaching PE teach, you know, coaches how to coach rugby, understanding the benefits of what this game can provide for, for, like you just said, whatever kind of person or kid you are, there's a place for you in rugby, whether it's on the pitch or as a fan, the inclusivity and the, the accessibility to the sport for people is, is a huge priority for us as we continue to not because, you know, it's, we're growing our team and our league, but really what we're trying to do is grow the game and grow, grow all levels of the game because when all levels of the game grow, it only benefits the professional ranks. It only benefits the U S Eagles, you know, our national team. I think what we talk about a lot of the time, David is creating a pipeline, right? Because in the United States, if I'm a really talented 10 year old basketball player, let's say, and I think to myself, I, I know that I'm good. I know that I love this sport and I want to try and play this professionally one day. There's a pipeline to do that. There's a club so system got, to go play. Okay. Can you, uh, can you still hear me, David? Sorry. You yeah, yeah, I can. I can, I can edit that last bit of stuff out where I couldn't, couldn't hear you. Yeah. No, no um, worries. Just, yeah. Just, just talking about assets, you know, you've got the yeah. name, you've got the strip, you've got the stadium, you've got another asset and it happens to be a human asset and that's Todd Cleaver. That's right. Um, so That's can right. you tell me a little bit about Todd? Absolutely. Todd is, uh, Todd is one of my favorite people uh, in the world. And, you know, for, for those who are unfamiliar with Todd, you know, he's widely regarded as one of the best, if not the greatest uh, United States rugby players of all time. He was the captain of the U.S. Eagles for, for about 10 years. Uh, and he's on board with us uh, as our head of strategic partnerships. And uh, in addition to doing that job incredibly well and, and finding and, and uh, manufacturing and sustaining the relationships that we have with our cor corporate partners. He's also just an incredible ambassador, you know, for, for our team and our league and, and someone who has, you know, much like yourself, they have deep, deep ties in international rugby all over the world. He's played in, in various leagues and countries all over the, all over the place. And so having him be a part of our package, like you mentioned, be an asset for our team and our league, you know, we're just incredibly grateful for it. And, and it's, it's, it's been, it's been a wonderful working relationship uh, in addition to him just being a wonderful guy. And, and, and he has his own foundation, the Todd, Todd Clever Foundation that also does a lot of the type of work that I was mentioning that our, our nonprofit does, you know, helping youth leagues out, helping groups of kids find ways to the rugby pitch so they can go discover the sport uh, and, and, and see all it has to offer. Please, um, if he sees this, please apologize for me calling him Cleaver instead of Clever. <laughs> <laughs> You, you will not be the first, I assure you. No. I've, I've in my day. That's quite all right. <laughs> uh, David, um, it's been fantastic talking to you. And I have to say that uh, I believe you've got a great future in rugby administration. Uh, oh. it, is a, it is a great sport. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been involved in it in an admin point of view since ever since 1992. Uh, and I've been very fortunate uh, in my career to to be the chief executive of um, New South Wales Rugby, first one for Sansa, New Zealand Rugby, Welsh Rugby. Um, and, and um, you know, it's, it's, I've had a great time. And But now, I, now I've decided to keep the grey matter going and get into podcasting. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that I, I managed to meet up with you. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be in touch with you once I've got this all sorted out because you might be able to put the finished product onto your platform of some description. Absolutely. 
Uh, and, you know, yeah. we're I trying. Wanted, I mean, no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off. No, I've got another good friend, uh, a guy called Dave Hodges, who uh -huh. you may know of. Yeah. Uh, he, he's currently, well, he... And he had, he would have played with Todd, I'm sure, but you know he's he's work he's working with another team, which is in Austin, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the name of that team. Well, it's, it's I, a, I can tell you just because it's the same owner as our team. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> the same Adam Gilchrist, uh, who who is the owner of the Giltinis, is also the owner of the Austin Gilgronies, which Gilgronis. is <laughs> which is as you can imagine is a Negroni type drink uh, with. <laughs> Gilly's twist uh, added to it. So uh, yes, no, that's uh, we, we we kind of uh, consider them our our cousin club, uh, you know, in many ways. Um, and we're actually yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be playing them. We're recording this on, on a Thursday. We'll be playing them on Saturday. Uh, they're, they're our next opponent in our league schedule. So it should be okay. uh, should be a hotly contested game. They're 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 undefeated currently. Uh, we beat them twice last year, so I know they have. Uh, you know, a lot of pent up uh, aggression uh, and, and they're, they're, they'll be ready to, you know, go, go compete against us. But no, that that's right. fantastic. I just wanted to say before we, uh, before we end, so thank you so much for, for having me on. It's a real, a real honor for me to be able to speak with you. And, and, you know, I, I am new to, I am new to rugby relatively speaking, but in, in my time that I've, I've been working so far, you know, folks like yourself are, are, are so instrumental in, in helping the game grow to the extent that it has around the world, including, right here at home for us in the United States. You know, I, I wouldn't be sitting here with a job uh, if it wasn't for people like yourself and, and the efforts that you've put in over the course of your career. So um, I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you for, for, for having me on today. And um, I'm really looking forward to the Giltinis and Major League Rugby continuing to expand and continuing to become more accessible to, to anyone who wants to, to get into rugby and, and see what this is all about. Fantastic, mate. Well, um, we'll no doubt uh, catch up again at some stage. Absolutely.